4: Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560 the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony Live in Studio. Well we have a speaker. Uh it's not the speaker I r- originally wanted, Donald Trump, but wasn't the speaker that I actually wanted, Donald Trump, um Jim Jordan or Byron Donald's. Uh, but I did actually say after I picked Byron Donalds that I was uh, I could from the list that was provided that if it wasn't Byron Donalds, the first name was uh, Mike Johnson, because uh, I've been fo- I followed him. I followed him uh, when he was uh, a very strong supporter of President Donald Trump uh, in the impeachment. And I've seen him on a few of the judiciary. I believe I believe he's on the judiciary but i don't know what whatever the committee but i, I, I believe he was on judiciary uh, and i saw how strong of a just he was just giving it to whoever the person that was being questioned and i knew then that he was going to be somebody to, to not not i didn't know he'd be speaker but i'm 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 really really proud that we have a a, a speaker of the house who's not afraid of, afraid or ashamed of his faith And speaks truth to the American people. You know, I saw immediately the naysayers went out and started talking about him. He has a George Floyd problem because he calls for peace. He's a man of faith. Of course he's going to call for peace. Um, I like this pick. I really, really do. Um, Throughout the week, I was talking with uh, Congressman Darren LaHood. Congressman Darren LaHood was literally somebody that uh, he was sending me, I, I said, Hey, who are you with? He goes, well, this is who I'm with. I won't go into details about our conversation, but every person that I thought he should be with, he was with. And that's why I, I, I love this guy. I, I even said, I even joked. Why couldn't we have a speaker LaHood? Congressman LaHood from the 16th congressional district. Welcome back to black and right.
5: Hey John, great to be with you and your listeners.
4: I always love to. So I, I I wish I'd had this Matt Gates clip of it, uh, ready and available, but I it was on me. I forgot. I believe I forgot to send it to George. But Matt Gates was giving out um, some of the inside baseball as to what happened um, during the process of the, especially with, as it related to Scalise, as it related to. Yeah, I, I'm gonna play. It. Oh, so George says he can play. I want to play it and I want to get your take on.
2: Uh, on what what the inside baseball of what happened so as emmer is withdrawing mark molinaro a moderate new york freshman republican stands up at the microphone and says well instead of restarting this process and having a candidate forum and sending everybody home for a good cry let's just take a non-binding poll on where people would be on the person who came in second to tom emmer and that was mike johnson and Elise Stefanik said, well, that's against the rules. The, the rules don't contemplate it. We can't do that. And brilliantly, Mark Molinaro says, then I move for unanimous consent that the rules be waived and we take a poll on whether or not Mike Johnson uh, could be our speaker nominee. And guess who objects to that unanimous consent request? Kevin McCarthy. Who was that? Kevin McCarthy stands up oh, and come interrupts on. and says, I object to doing a roll call on Mike Johnson. And Mike Johnson was exasperated. All the times Johnson had voted for McCarthy, had carried his water, maybe even voted for some bills he didn't like because he, w- he was working toward the Republican conferences stated objectives under McCarthy. And, and here was the thing. It showed everyone that it was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Scalise. It was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Jim Jordan. It was McCarthy working to knife everyone, and he hadn't yet figured out a way to knife Mike Johnson. Congressman,
4: I'm, uh, first of all, I'm shocked that that much of, of what happened in caucus what happened was revealed. Uh, what say you? Is, is that the process? Is that what, in your estimation, you think that's what happened?
5: Well, John, first of all, I will say this. After 24 days uh, without a speaker and going through multiple rounds and day after day after day of the same thing i mean people were exhausted yeah. people were in, uh frustrated uh people were exasperated uh tensions were high there was a lot of anger there was a lot of bitterness um you can imagine mccarthy goes down when only four percent of our conference sides with 208 yeah. democrats that creates anger steve yeah. scalise uh an american hero he goes down Jim Jordan, the guy that I wanted in yes. there, great uh, American, um, and he goes down. Yes, Tom Emmer, our whip, goes. So you can imagine, at the end of this, um, people were uh, really, um, uh, really at wit's end on it. Now, in the end, we got the right guy. Amen, John. If you wanna if you would have asked me a month ago, is Mike Johnson going to be speaker? I would have said there's no way. <laughs> but he was in the right place at the right time. He is. He was the least objectionable person at the end but i will say this i know mike very very well um i've worked with him an awful lot in his capacity on the judiciary committee he is an excellent uh, constitutional lawyer he is a man of integrity a man of deep faith Uh, i've been involved with a number of bible studies with him wow Uh, he is a humble man and he's lived the american dream i don't think people realize this his parents had him when they were 17 years old his parents were juniors in high school he came from nothing. His dad was a firefighter. All he wanted to be was a firefighter growing up. First one in his family to go to college. First one to go to law school. Uh, and the guy's now Speaker of the of the House. Um, and he's lived the American dream. And so Mike Johnson will be a great speaker. Uh, and so I'm thrilled to support him. I'm glad he's there. Yeah. I wish it wouldn't have taken 24 days and go through four other people, but we got the right man.
4: Yeah. And, you know, as 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 was the motion to vacate is that is that still an option and the reason why i i pose that question is let's say somebody matt gates gets upset with mike johnson for uh let's say there's some ukraine funding in this next continuing resolution will that be um will they go and 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 produce that option again where now they want to take out uh, speaker mike johnson that that's
5: exactly the problem john the answer is yes the motion to vacate is still there so one person can bring up the motion to vacate side with democrats and create all types of controversy so whether anybody that wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and gets three other people to come with them can take down mike johnson that that's why we think about this john i i've been fortunate to be in congress be in congress for seven years this is my fifth speaker wow so this is my fourth republican speaker We have to get – what I've said is the motion to vacate was never intended for one person to go against the majority. We ought to raise the threshold and say 25 members have to do that, or maybe a majority of the majority. But having one person be able to do that, you have a gun at your head on every decision you're going to make. Let Mike, we, we just elected Mike Johnson. Let him serve until we get through the next election a year from now, and then we can pick another uh, speaker or a Republican leader. But we got to give him a chance, um, and, and Mike needs that. Because now we have a very divided conference on lots of different issues, but we got to give him the runway and the flexibility to negotiate things um, because I do think he is a, a conservative person. He's got the right principles, but we got to give him some flexibility.
6: How you doing, Congressman? I I really do like this uh, new speaker. He looks like a a conservative Stephen Colbert (laughs) when when Stephen Colbert was a conservative on Comedy Central. Uh, But uh, all jokes aside, um, I've been looking at a lot of liberal news, and it's a consensus amongst them. They've been coming at him saying that he's a MAGA election denier. What do you think about that? What do you think about those comments? I know... You've, you've heard about him because you're close to it.
7: Yeah,
5: you know what? They got nothing else to say about him. The guy has no enemies. I mean, he is, the, he is a nice guy. He's a, what I call a happy warrior, but he's conservative. You look at where he stands on every issue. I love his seven principles that he talks about. He talked about it when he, when he got sworn in. He talks about it when, um, when he was on Sean Hannity's. Here are his seven principles. Individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, um, fiscal responsibility, free markets, human dignity. That's who he stands. That's what he yeah. stands for. And so, um, I, you know, when they say those things about Mike Johnson, they got nothing else to talk about.
4: That's true. Hey, hey, Congressman, I believe, believe I have you for one more segment. Uh, I want to get into the talk about why there's no budget and why do we continue to pass these continuing resolutions and not do the people's work and, and actually do the job that that a lot of people were sent there. I know you've, you you want a budget. You voted for a budget when you when we were in, in power, but it just seems like there are some people there that just don't care about having a budget. And I I love to get your take on that. uh Also, you know what's what's going to happen with Ukraine now with 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 uh, Speaker Mike Johnson now there because that was a lot of the bone of contention with Matt Gates and, and things of that nature. So when we come back from break, Congressman, is that okay?
5: That sounds great, John.
4: Thanks. We're talking with Congressman Darren LaHood, who I hope he answers the call to lead Illinois someday. You're listening to Black and Right Radio. We'll be right back.
0: It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
8: Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind
4: Thinking I can see through this Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, no The Answer. It, so I'm your host, I'm John blind. Anthony, live in studio with the Trouble Baker. And now he's
9: joined us on run. CP Time, the Prosecutor. Thank you, John, for having me. You're welcome. Congressman, how are you, sir? Hey, is that Dennis? That It is. The one and only.
5: Good. Good to hear your voice, man.
9: Darren, always a pleasure. Um, Before we get into the budgetary stuff, you know, I like to think about politics about 24-7. So how is the new speaker, is he going to be able to raise money? Is he going to be able to protect incumbents in primaries? Uh, Is he going to be able, how does he raise the money to keep the majority? So I want to make sure we have a check and balance on where things are at. So if you can give us a little snapshot on that, so...
5: Well, I'll say this, Dennis, um, Kevin McCarthy was an excellent fundraiser. Um, he raised $80 million already this year to help us retain our majority. And he was, um, one of the ones, uh, if not the, the person responsible for helping us win the majority last November when we fired Nancy Pelosi. Um, it's a, it's a big issue that I think people are, um, concerned about. Mike Johnson is not a good fundraiser. He hasn't been involved politically. He hasn't been involved at the NRCC. Now, do I think the, he has the ability to pivot and do that, Dennis? Yeah, I do. But he's going to have to do it very, very quickly here because we have um, 23 members of our Republican majority that are in Biden districts uh, that, that you know, Biden won. And so um, we're going to need the resources. We're going to need the money. We're going to need a speaker that understands the politics of that in order to make sure we maintain those and add seats to do that. So, um yet to be determined on whether Johnson can raise the money. Now, he's not going to be at McCarthy's level, um, but I think Scalise is going to step in and help out an awful lot. I think Tem- Tom Emmer will. I think the rest of us will have to do that. But um, we, we've lost uh, basically the last month, uh, six weeks, and so uh, we, we, it's imperative that we keep the majority. And so fundraising is the worst part about this job, but arguably, in an election, it's the most important part of the job uh, in order to keep the majority and gain seats.
9: Well, I appreciate that. I hope that uh, former Speaker McCarthy is going to help out as well uh, because, I, as uh, you and I are both concerned, like to see Mike Bost uh, come back in, in, a, in a primary victory. We need his leadership and guidance not only for this state but for the country in a time of peril. Um, and I, I don't think Matt Gates is in one of those districts that is a Biden district, is he, Darren?
5: Uh, he is not. <laughs> uh, and, and to your point, uh, Mike Boss has done an excellent job as uh, Veterans Committee Chairman uh, for our conference. Um, he represents Southern Illinois uh, in a very conservative way, and uh, we got to make sure that uh, he comes back.
9: No, a- absolutely. I, you know, Darren, it's it's always good to hear from you, and, and providing the people that listen to this station. Uh, and to understand how important it is you know these are very trying times we're at the brink of world war three i know you get to see and hear a lot more than we do but it's always nice to know that skilled people like yourself and mike are out there keeping an eye on this nation and making sure that uh our safety is paramount because at the end of the day that's what we look to the united states government to do we have uh all of our military in peril at this point. We have our bases being attacked. It's nice to know that we do have leadership like yourself and Mike, and our new speaker to guide us. Now, the question I will lead into the budget, John, if I may, is: is the is the conference going to give the speaker some time to lead into appropriation bills? Because there's no time to uh, pass all these appropriation bills, right? I mean, they're going to have to do a CR. We did one, right?
5: Yeah. Um I, I I hope that's the case, Dennis. Um and that that he gets um Mike deserves a little bit of a honeymoon, Mike Johnson yeah. in the job. And um, you know, when he was running for the job, he talked about the need for a short CR um to maybe through January. Uh and so I, I think um I think we're gonna hopefully do that. Now, we were supposed to be off the next two weeks. We're going back next week and the week after. We are gonna work on these appropriations bills and these single subject bills, which we should have been doing all along. That will help because um, the last thing we want to do is get jammed by the Senate. And I'll just say this. There's, there's a huge um, um, you know, supplemental bill coming from the Senate that wants to fund four things, the border, which I agree with, funding Israel, our ally, and the only democracy in the Middle East, which I agree with, um, uh, funding uh, to support Taiwan, which we need, and funding for Ukraine. What we're asking is that those bills be separated mm. into four different pots or maybe they get uh, linked together. You put Taiwan and Ukraine together, and you put the border and Israel together. But I, I think um, that, that's what we're going to deal with next week uh, when we get back.
9: Well, I appreciate that you guys are doing that. I mean, the, the world is in flux, and you can't lose sight just because the Middle East is already at war. We already have China harassing and basically attacking our uh, our air our, uh, aircraft that are flying around in the uh, – in in the Chinese uh, uh, sea, there. So, we appreciate that. So, what, John? How did what? What do you think about the budget here? No, no, no go ahead.
6: Well, <clears throat> basically, uh, Dennis yeah, took my, stole, court, my stole stole my thunder. He stole but,
9: mine too. Don't worry about but, it.
4: But
6: but I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Listen, I've been hearing grumblings about um, Quickly. the new speaker meeting with the other side about the continuing CR, CR through January and April, and they're already getting upset about that. They don't want that. So are we looking at a shutdown, basically? Um, I hope not,
5: John. Um, I, again, I, we got to give Mike the ability to get his sea legs to get into the job and understand that he didn't create all this havoc before he got there um, and giving him, again, some, some runway here to negotiate. Um, so uh, I hope that's the case. I, I, we, I, we can't end up with a shutdown. Here's what ends up happening, John. We have a number of members in our conference that are the more conservative members that brought down McCarthy. Let's say there's eight to 15 of them. And they're negotiating um, stances. They want the border immediately shut down. They want Biden impeached. They want Jack Smith defunded. And they want a 10% across-the-board funding cut. And if they don't get that, the government should shut down. Well, that, that's not a reality. We, we can't – when you have Democrats controlling the Senate and Chuck Schumer in the Senate, and you have Biden in the White House, you can't get that done. But there are some of our members that are so um, fixated on that that they would rather have the government shut down, so I hope Mike gets a little flexibility. These same members that I just mentioned supported Mike, so um w- I'm hopeful that w- um, we we can get through this and and deal with these issues down the road because none of this means anything if we lose our majority um down the road
4: yeah and 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 congressman uh you you sent out a statement um. On the USTR, which is the United States Trade Representative's decision to abandon digital trade leadership at the WTO, how why is that important to the American people? And what what, what what's about that they should know? Well, what
5: we first of all, John, we lead the nation in technology. Uh, I mean, we lead the world. I'm sorry, in technology. I mean, I don't think Americans follow this as much as they should. But we literally have the best technology companies anywhere in the entire world—the the Apples and the Microsoft and the and the Googles and you name it. I mean, Silicon Valley is head and shoulders above China and any other place in the world. But we are getting screwed over by the Europeans and and other countries, and we need um, the Biden administration and the U.S. Trade Ambassador to be supporting. Our companies here in the U.S., they haven't done that, and they really abandoned many of our principles. We passed something um, in the USMCA, which was the trade agreement with Mexico and Canada, that laid out um, um, kind of a digital chapter on how we treat digital, and it's kind of been law of the land, and it's worked very, very well. (laughs) The Biden administration is abandoning that. In some ways, um, they're, they're abandoning kind of our American principles when it comes to this, and so myself and another like-minded folks. By the way, the Ways and Means Committee has jurisdiction over this, and so we're um, we're calling out the Biden administration. And by the way, it's not just me as a conservative Republican. Um, I have a, a number of Democrats <coughs> who feel the same way and are criticizing the Biden administration on this for not standing up for uh, our American companies.
4: Well, I'm telling you, that's why I'm so grateful that the likes of you, Mike Boss, Mary Miller, are down there because I know that you guys are going to hold this feet, this administration's feet to the fire, and uh, Congressman, I know you're a busy man. You got to go. Uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on Black and White right again.
5: Always good to be with you and Dennis and your crew. Hey, uh, hey,
4: one last question, on again,
5: John. Have a great weekend. Wait,
4: hey, hey, Congressman, one, one last thing. Did he hang up on us?
5: Ah, oh, no, I didn't no, get I'm through. Here, it. John. Oh, there you go.
4: All right, we got to get the Speaker of the House on the show. How about that?
5: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll work. Let's get. Maybe um, let's give him a month to get in the job, and then we'll get him on. John.
4: All right, sounds good. Congressman Darren LaHood, 16th congressional district. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Appreciate it. Thank. Don't you just love him, Dennis? Great man. Oh, we both served with him, and nothing about him has changed. We'll be right back.
3: Let's to them, baby girl. Hey. Hey. That's
0: right. Black and right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony.
8: Hey. 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 Hey.
0: Hey. Welcome back
4: to Black and Right Radio on AM560 answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. You know, I I actually have that audio of Mike John Speaker Johnson. Let me put some respect on that name. Speaker Johnson and his seven principles. And, and and I loved what he said. It's not just for the Republican Party, but it's also for... I,
3: I talked about the core principles of American conservatism, and that's individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. And under, under each of those, there would be subcategories. But that's what we stand for. I call them the core principles of american conservatism but it's really the core principles of america itself we're different we're exceptional the reason we're the freest most powerful most successful nation in the history of the world is because that's what we stand for and those values and those principles are under assault right now and we have to defend them here every day with everything we have
4: and and they are under assault and dennis troublemaker uh because they're such under assault do you think that so many americans don't believe in the exceptionalism of
6: america well, I think it, it's been a long time since America believed in American exceptionalism. I mean, oh, God, when did we lose that?
9: I think we lost that in the 90s. No, we did not lose American exceptionalism until a guy named Barack Hussein Obama became president. You sure? I, I, that's when I, I truly believe that I believe because that. he went on the world apology tour, if you recall, yeah. and talked about how America was really a bad place and had done a lot of bad things. And that we needed to get, clear our our conscience on the I, international. I have to
6: disagree with you because before the Barack Obama tour, we had the Bush hate the hate tour. Well, it wasn't a tour; it was just America yeah, but that versus was directed, Bush.
4: Though. But that was directed toward
6: no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't just Bush. They, they it went from Bush to all Republicans and kind of white people too, because you got to remember, man, we we had man, they hated that man. Before they like him, now he's writing children books and everything else. They literally hated baby Bush. I think his father had more
9: credibility than he did. I'm just telling you is where people thought of themselves, not where the presidency is at. I'm saying under the Obama administration, we started to apologize for American exceptionalism, suggesting that we had done bad things around the world. We needed to be the entire world's
1: friend, but that attitude already existed. Though that attitude, right. ex- it elected Barack Obama. Right.
6: right. That's yeah. And you got to think about it. You got to think about it. When Bush was in office, is when the average person, ex- well, I don't know about average person, but the left expressed hate when it came to business, capitalism, when it came to white people, when it came to a lot. Yeah. because uh, so, before wait, wait, you wait, 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 wait but, but but I think
4: Barack Obama was able to put that on the, especially because remember when Barack Obama's presidency was happening, unfolding, social media was starting to become a thing and he was able to, to, to take it to the masses
6: in a way that no other presidential candidate or president was able to do it. See, I hate that I took last week off because I did my exercise in the modern Marxist and the week, the week before I took off I played Sister Soldier. Yeah. Now that was during the Clinton years. And that's when the hate started. And then when Bush got in there, it went full bloom. It was before Barack Obama,
4: man. I think you could all, you could, I mean you could take the hate that the, 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 the deranged hate. Could you take that back to Reagan? I mean no. prior to Reagan, I mean was was I mean Jimmy Carter was not loved, not liked, but did they have this type
1: they didn't of range. No.
6: Not just hate? This deranged hate. They didn't have deranged hate when it came to a uh, when it came to Ronald Reagan, Reagan because got he said it
1: wasn't mainstream.
9: Ca- because right. he <laughs> got voted in. He got voted in. Hey, got hang shocked. on, so, <laughs> that was a crazy man. So, so then, yeah, it's a little different. if it's not Barack Obama's presidency where we stop being exceptional, Verlon, what is your suggestion as to when it started? What what year? What what was the trigger for it?
6: Well, it depends on who you're talking about i'm asking
9: you personally <clears throat> when did you believe that america you saw that your neighbors didn't believe you we were an exceptionalist Not nation. they, george <laughs> well you gotta you gotta understand that's why i said you gotta understand
6: who you're talking about because when you know i, I hate to go this way but when you go up grow up around majority black urban areas they always had the the mindset of they're not really American. They're just black living in America and, and America is against them. So I, I, you might not have grown up with that. We, we're about the same age, but you might not have grown up around that mindset. John knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a different m- mindset. So black people already had that mindset. I don't know when white people started, you know, going that route too. But, uh, the, the, like, like now, all these young kids, it's like they hate Jews. It's like, well, where did that come from? You know, it's, it's, I don't know where that well, started. Well, that's
4: been festering for years too.
6: I don't, I don't know where that started.
9: Yeah. But yeah. I think, John, you're, you're onto something with the social media. Obama was able to take it to a new level. Yeah. But what I'm telling you from watching it is that when I saw Barack Obama bow, yeah. to, to the other kingdom. world <laughs> leaders. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Awesome. So that to me, we never showed our weakness because this right. nation was built on the shoulders of every other generation to say we're the best. Right. We will come in, we will protect the country, and the only land we need is to bury our dead. That's right.
4: it. And, and let's let's see what the people have to say. Three, give us a call, 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. When did America lose its exceptionalism? You tell us. I'll take your calls when we get back. We after the
0: storm has Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty theater. Welcome back
4: to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor, Dennis Rebelletti. Um, you know, we were talking during the break. I think Georgie made a very good point about um, two thousand and four and what was happening over in Iraq and Afghanistan. You want to come on the mic and talk?
1: Of course, I made a very good point. Every point I make is excellent. <laughs> now, I was just saying a lot of people, first of all, the premise of your question is is bunk, right? Because American exceptionalism never went away. It's the perception of American exceptionalism. And I think a lot of that happened about 2004 when we kind of lost the air of invincibility mm-hmm. that we thought of ourselves with, especially after 9-11. Um, and you go in and, you know, what we would see as a sort of backwards backwater, you know, 12th century types were really handing it to us. Um, and outthinking our, our our leadership there in Iraq. And I think we saw a lot of that and a lot of people's attitude toward a country change. Yeah so and, and
4: and then see Barack Obama was able to I don't know, he captured that anger. Uh one of the reasons why is because I think people forget his, his what he did prior to right. politics. He was a community activist. He riled up some of that anger. And 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 he knew he had his finger on the heartbeat of the anger. Especially, to your point, Verlon,
9: in black communities. He he did, John. And to George's point, to me, perception is reality, yeah. right? So America, no matter what, is still an exceptionalist nation. I agree. Above and beyond. We're the most free. I know that some people don't think that. Some people that listen to the station, Verlon, who you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You don't but, want to say his name? but No. Voldemort. <laughs> but people come to this country because it is the most free. That's right. And well, it, it, it has the best military, it has the best economy, it cares most about its residents, they have the most freedom of anywhere else. However, the perception begins, and then we talk about apologies and what we've done in the past. And bowing to kings. Bowing to Saudi that had, kings. Okay, now,
4: maybe we've done that behind closed doors, but no president had no ever way. done that visually, so so publicly. And, and given a visual to the American people, right?
9: You're right. And to me, that is where, it, it, to me, it broke it going, how are you going to bow to somebody that is not at the equal? You're Correct. equals. You're, so I'm not, it's a Saudi king, fine. You have to bow to the person. You can shake right. their hands, whatever the tradition is in their country. That's fine. Yeah. But we are not beneath somebody else. We are what keeps the country, the world to, without... Uh, mostly major wars, because otherwise there'll be problems everywhere.
6: Quickly, I just need to do this, and it's, it's off the subject a little bit. But I want to call out somebody, Steve from Deer Park. We've Uh-oh. had Dennis. Uh-oh. We've had Dennis Rebeletti in this studio week after week. You're a coward because you don't want to take on a real prosecutor that sees things
4: differently. Oh, for the dude. Vegas. What did Vegas do to you? Let's talk about that later. On. Uh, right. We'll talk uh, about that later. We don't talk I'm about Vegas, Shane. <laughs> I'm not gonna take this anymore. Uh, but, 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 uh, Dennis. One of those people is this guy right here, Jim from Chicago. <laughs> it's Jim. Welcome back, bro. Cream puff. Hey, hey. How are
10: you? Do you think Mark Meadows should pick Trump out of Elena? Oh God. Uh, apparently he can't. Uh, apparently he's uh, seeking immunity everywhere he goes. I hope he's.
11: That dude in in church. Yeah, really it's, goes, he it's, seek, stop being he seeks a jokester.
6: He, 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 he sees community every. Year listen, knows. listen. Stop right. being. Stop being a jokester. What do you think about the new speaker of the house? Uh oh. To, to speak, he's an Albert Gantry election denier. <laughs> see, see, I told election you. election denier. I told you. That's see, all i talk about. A guy, it's a guy
12: that's on his knees playing the guy in the meantime. He's bearing, bearing false witness against the American public.
9: that
12: oh. Trump won an election that he
9: lost. So, Jim, is, so, is Hakeem so, Jeffries an election denier? No. He Why? That's oh, so what but we talked
5: about. The minion this. Here
12: we go. That Dominion counted the votes and sold $5 million. for a million
9: dollars. About. See, here we go. So... Did Dominion... Did, it, did,
12: the minion, did
9: the minion... I always appreciate the do as I say, not as I do. Did yeah. Hakeem Jeffries vote against certifying the 2016 yes. election? Did he vote against certifying the 20... Jim, so, I'm sorry, 2016. Yeah. So where where are we at? If, otherwise, you're an election denier. Yeah. And so when people, all the Democrats stood up and said, hey, Hillary Clinton could not have lost to Donald Trump, they all yep. voted against the certification of the election. That's so true. So the garbage of what's an election denier is beyond belief. Hakeem Jeffries should not be ever be speaker because he is disqualified because he's an election denier. It's just okay if he's your guy, no problem. But if it's somebody else's guy, well, then he's an election. Didn't
4: guy. we just talk about this the other day?
9: We did. Oh,
4: early morning. Was it 8 o'clock in the morning? It was. <laughs>
9: it was like Wednesday or something. That's <laughs> too early for anything. It right.
1: was. Uh, oh. I think I'm going to tra- start a new side business, though. I'm going to translate from Jim to English <laughs> on behalf of the uh, station. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Let's go to Antonio. we got about a minute. Antonio,
4: he got a compliment for you, Dennis.
13: Wow, just a minute? Wow. All <laughs> right. Don't get
9: old over if it's nice things about me. <laughs> All
13: right. Dennis, you are so correct. Now, we've always been an exceptional country. We're still an exceptional country. The perception is gone, not with the country, but with the generation that's coming up today. Pockets. And we have one person to blame for that is Barack Hussein Obama.
1: Mm-hmm.
13: We also, I and mean, this is why, he made it okay to hate the police. He made it okay to hate white people. He made it okay to hate Christians. He made it okay to hate America. you got to remember, the first speech he gave, he went to Cairo. Yep. Months after yep. that, they're crucifying Christians in Cairo.
14: Yep. That's and true. And then
13: he's going around the world funding, funding every terrorist country in the world and then bl- blaming us for it.
9: No, I have to tell and you, your still point today, is spot on.
13: Still today, still today, Christians and conservatives are being thrown in jail because of the people he helped put in office. Because there's a mentality in our government today that uh we'll, we'll use the Marxist mindset and the bring America down mindset has to happen. But they think the money's still going to keep rolling in. That's why we're running on a $2 trillion deficit. Congress doesn't know how to fix it. You're never going to see a budget. I feel sorry for the speaker. I think he's great, but he's walking all vipers then. And people like McCarthy are going to keep our party from ever really having a red wave, just like they did last time.
9: That's true. I can tell you this, John. As an attorney, when somebody has already done all the work for you, you're not supposed to add to it. I say amen to what you just said. You, but you, you it's, succinctly it's called out how where things started, how it began. I I forgot about all the beheadings yeah. uh, uh, of people overseas, and we the perception of us changed. But we are still an exceptional nation. Yep. We we still can rise above this. We have to give the Speaker of the House a chance, and we have to go out and take the country back. That's not a statement of, oh, it's a political statement. It does matter. What you think matters, what we think matters, we don't like what we're seeing. So let's let's turn this thing around.
4: Amen. Thank you, Antonio. Antonio, also thank you for uh, coughing some of the merch. I really appreciate it, brother. Uh, you're right, man. I, I, I've said on this show Since I've had this show I still believe in American exceptionalism I'll never Not stop thinking I'll always believe America's exceptional I'll c- take your calls When we get back You're one sexy
7: kid
0: This is Black and Right With John Anthony On AM 560 The Answer
4: Welcome back To Black and Right We're gonna go straight back To the phone lines Mitchell from Des Plains. This is a short segment, so go.
12: How you doing? Uh, first of all, um, you know, this is a complex question that you guys, you know, um, proposed. And here's what I, I think was, is where it really lies. Number one, in 2016, Hillary lied to her teeth. She lied. And you know, um, Verlan on, on WCPT, you had, you know, all the Monroe Anderson, all of these idiots on the left talking about how Russia was the one that, you know, got tra- that's the only reason why Trump elected. And we know now, not just from the Mueller report, not just from Rob Rosenstein and not from, obviously, the, uh, the whole thing with regards to John Ratcliffe, the uh, director of national intelligence, who talked about yeah. that Hillary just made up a story. And nobody wants to make these idiots accountable. Yeah. Now, the reaction is once Trump won, there's nothing in the United States Constitution that's going to reverse that election in 16. That's true. So in 2020, they did everything, right? They had this thing called a fictional thing called the COVID-19, and they were able to use all these outer external factors with regards to uh, all these things, Black Lives Matter. It was the perfect storm, and that is the the game changer. That's where you have what I call manufacturing consent, able to manipulate the the masses on steroids, and the fact of the matter is that the average person, in terms of being a centennial, which is the generation right below millennials, they couldn't tell you who won World War II. There's a very small percentage of people that are below of the age of basically sixteen and twenty that have any a clue of what's going on in the political spectrum. so what you're asking is a lot the the people that you that, that talk and that call your shows that listen to your narrative that break down things are critical thinkers, and that's a small majority in, in across the country between the ages of basically three and twenty four at best, they are vapid minded addicted to technology. they'd rather be on Snapchat. And smoking pot <laughs> and breaking down the Constitution. So you're asking a lot, and I'm telling you, the biggest shifter, the biggest game changer, was when when Trump got power and he got he swung all these perennial swing states.
4: Yeah,
12: and they all said it was Russia. Let me ask you this real quick: real Did quick. Russia have anything to do with 2016? Please.
4: No, 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 not at all. No, no. thank you, Mitchell. We got to go to break, but um, you know, this I is hear, why- I didn't hear Daddy. Oh, so now he a little, didn't say Daddy. I know. But but we got fifty seconds left, you know that whole election though, and, and and Trump Trump proved to be the disruptor he was, and that's why they did everything they could, they threw everything at him in twenty twenty
9: because they thought they had everything they needed, they had the correct candidate, they had the correct narrative, and Hillary lost. She chose not to go to Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, she didn't pay attention, yeah, and nobody believed that what trump was doing was gaining any ground except it was the was it the silent majority john as they said there's always a silent majority out there and i want to talk more about that when we get back all right we will jim eduardo robert hold the line if you want to
0: we'll be right back prepare to have your mind opened the lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed
4: Welcome back Hour 2 of Black and White right Radio on AM 560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed that first hour, head over to 560TheAnswer.com. Download the podcast. Please, guys. It's really simple. 560TheAnswer.com. Click on Podcast. You'll see Black and White right Radio. I'm, not, I'm the, It's Chicago Morning Answer, Sean Thompson Show, then Black and White right Radio.
1: Click it. If you have Apple or Android, you can follow the
9: show. Trust me.
1: I've yeah. been meaning to tell them to fix that. You really should be down toward the bottom of the
9: list. I, I should? Yeah. Yeah, I am surprised, George, how, how <laughs> high up he is on the hierarchy of AM560. But to your point, <laughs> well, Mr. Hulse, friends, you know, <laughs> I do, as I've told you before, I do download the podcast. When I travel, I, I love to be able to do it. And uh, it's very easy to do. So. It is. You know, saying
6: that. vallon hasn't done I it, was in. I was in Vegas and I was listening to you guys last week. It was a great show, and I loved the I loved the two people that called in to take <laughs> you on, Dennis. And you were you were going at it with them like you don't even. After talking to one of them, you didn't know what your law if your law degree was a law degree, you didn't know what was. He's going not an on. attorney. What are you talking about? And, and then you were going at it with Philip. I mean, it was a great show. I found out I was the second troublemaker. Oh
9: yeah, like, troublemaker too. We learned so much. So T. <laughs> Right. TM1 <laughs> and TM2. Yeah.
4: So. yeah, we also learned you're a rhino, too, though. Well,
9: And a Democrat. I've learned a lot. And, and This you know show what? I, has been so it, it, it's been so vindicating for me because now I can go back to what people really think But I you know what? And I think I am. I got to call out another Wait, person. Wait, hey, hold on. Before you do that, you guys interrupted my I'm, my, my, sorry, my I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. So
4: download the podcast. <laughs> follow all the social media accounts. And I just got one more announcement. I created a... Um, sweatshirt, a hoodie, to honor my son's name. It's called One More Sunshine. Wow. One More Sunshine. Cool. Um, and we're going to give 25% of the proceeds to Suicide Prevention Services. I wanted to give more. She said no. Um, she said we, we, I was being too generous. So we settled on 25% um, for each hoodie that's sold uh, that's going to go there because when I was going through my very dark time in 2016, Whoa! Ah, stop, John. When I was going through my very hard time in 2016, uh, suicide prevention services in York—I is, is, believe they're in Batavia now. They used to be in Yorkville. Um, they were there for me. Uh, 2016, 2017, 2018. Um, alderman Joel Frieders, i don't know if you know him from Yorkville. He was the alderman in Yorkville. Uh, it's okay. He said something to me one day that just opened me and my eyes up and said it's okay to be it's okay not to be okay. And that group, Joel, Joel did a lot of work with them. Jen, Jen uh, I won't say her last name, Jen, who her and her mom founded it and started it. Um, I really would hope people head over to blackandrightradio.com so we can help people that are actually making a difference in the community. It's on there right now, John.
9: It's on. It's on. It's on there right now. What's what's is what's over here to my right? Who, oh, that's my. That's my. Oh, that's your shirt. That's my sweatshirt. Okay. I <laughs> like didn't know if it was like like I could model it or no. It's, you know.
4: No, it's 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 um it comes in many colors, but you know the this, the color of uh, green which represents suicide, and it has like this little kid making a sun.
9: No, I like that. You know, the I didn't realize until we started to work with our mental health board that that is the color mm-hmm. that they use for mental health. Mm-hmm. So. It makes a lot of sense. It does. So hopefully
4: you can head over there. I'm like, all right, Brian, 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 Now, where you going? You, you, you call him
6: Varon. It's, it's, it's hard for me to switch gears like that after saying what you just you said. You do have a green hat on, though. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah,
4: I, but you got the wrong green hat I just on.
6: need to call out another person, Mark Weimella. We've had Dennis Rebelletti here in the studio week after week. Come on. Tell him what you think. Tell you what you think about him, his style, how he governs, and if he's conservative enough. All right, I don't want to bully all the I time. I called him
4: a Democrat last time.
6: Yeah, man, that's what I was. That
4: was a couple, was,
9: that was a couple weeks ago. A Couple weeks ago. I was I don't waiting know if I to hear it. myself. I, mm. I wanted to hear it <laughs> last week. I want to hear it now. You know, I I did call in. I was called a Democrat. Yeah. I've been called a Rhino. Um, this is part of the problem with the party. Yeah, you're busy trying to figure out what I'm doing, and if I am should be holding office, even though I've been holding it mm-hmm. in a place where there's all Democrats right yeah. now, but. No problem if you want to ask me or you want to challenge my bona fides. I, I'm I'm okay by it. I do it every day, John. When you're an yeah. elected official, yeah. you can question me. You can see me. People talk to me at restaurants and grocery stores and wherever. But And you go um, to
4: Addison, everybody. The township, everybody knows him. Everybody comes up to him. He, he
9: does know that.
6: And, you, pro- and you've seen you've it, too. Seen, right? I've seen it, too. But the problem that we have today is symbolism. And that's for everybody. They want you to be a symbol that they feel comfortable with and if you're not that symbol, they'll tear you down like anybody well else. here
9: i did i just watched this whole thing about the speaker of the house right and trump loves this person oh i love this person right. oh he didn't win <laughs> oh trump loves this person well oh i'm with this person oh he didn't win <laughs> oh did did he love mike johnson like did he get yeah, he, he, he came out you like What? he didn't he love him the, in the beginning no no oh.
4: No, no, Mike Trump and Johnson have a very No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Who 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 did he endorse? Me and
6: Dennis talked about it. He who did he endorse? I said he endorsed like three other people before (laughs) he got behind Johnson.
9: Right. So if you are a Trump if you're following him to the letter of the law, why would you ever have left the first person he endorsed? Right. But see how things change. It's called what did I say?
6: Symbolism. It's symbolism. Jordan. Jordan was a symbol. Let's get let's get these
4: callers off the line. Michael been, Jordan? No, no. They've been holding Jim. Johnson, man. Oh, Jim Jordan. <laughs> Jim Jordan. All right, let's go to go to Jim, who was co sponsoring with Mike Gallagher this week. He's such a big deal now. Jim, I don't know if you you will ever want to come on Black and White right again since you you know, you were co hosting with Mike Gallagher for an wow.
0: hour. Well, it was for a charitable cause, but uh it's always a blast being in the studio with you guys as well. And going to our favorite watering hall after.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs>
0: Well, anyways, um, you know, part of what this whole thing with disrespecting the United States, actually, uh, I heard some conversation. They were saying after 9-11, uh, the, uh, all the people on TV, the uh, news broadcasters, wouldn't wear the American flag anymore in their lapels for some reason. Yeah, I saw something that. That they quit doing. And also, I think with this new speaker, I mean, right away they had the israeli Israel Resolution, which I thought was cool, and of course those 10 uh, communists voted against it. And also this uh, Bowman guy, he's been prosecuted for pulling the fire alarm. I thought that was pretty cool.
6: Jim, you know, Jim, that, when was that? Because I heard Cuomo talk about it. He was basically told not to wear that. So when did that happen? What year did, were they told not to wear their lapels?
0: Well, it was shortly after 9-11. I'm not Bush, sure exactly Bush, when, but it was shortly Bush. after that time.
9: Back to Bush. Okay, thank you. I do want to bring well, up I don't the think fact. it was
0: Bush that would do that so right. much. No, in no, the no.
9: Media. I, I so. do want to bring up. You said that there were 10 people who voted against the Israeli resolution, right? One was a Republican. My
4: understanding. That Wait, who? being
9: Tom Massey oh. from Kentucky. And one of them's from, there's two from Illinois.
4: <laughs>
9: Chewy Garcia Ramirez and Delia Ramirez, who happens to represent a large swath of DuPage County. Mm. It is so shameful that that is where we are at today. In the land of Henry Hyde, and Peter Roskam, and Lee Daniels, and Pate Philip, and all the old peop, old school folks. Dennis Rebelletti. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you lost Wheaton, and Addison. She he has all- Wheaton? Oh, yeah, she goes all the way out, plus she comes, And know. goes all the way into Chicago? Right. So, well, she has Humboldt Park. I mean, so obviously you... Yeah, but that's still far. It doesn't matter. If, Continuous if you're, and compact. So why that? everybody is so Duh. worried about how you steal elections, you don't steal them at a ballot box. You steal them at gerrymandering Correct. every 10 years. Yeah. Julia Ramirez has no business in Congress doing what she's doing, anti-Semitic, and... You watch the Democratic Socialists uh, and the Alderman. I could never fathom that this is where we are at in today. But you are right, Jim. The, the world is falling apart, and people are cheering it on. And now I think that people are waking up. And I hope they are. Not only people listening here, uh, as Mitchell said, people that actually pay attention. Right. But are, are we able to get across where real-world things are happening that you can't ignore it
1: anymore? Did we know if Massey gave any sort of explanation? Yeah, that's the- what I'm like. He Mas- did.
9: Uh and I can't remember Is it what was just fiscal? No, he had some other explanation to it, but okay. I-, I have to I'll I will look it up. Yeah, please,
4: I- please do in a break. I wanna know because that's that's shocking that Tom Massey would... Uh, yeah, would you, so with I
1: that. would have penciled him in if I had to guess who was voting yes on that.
4: I mean, he's libertarian, and, you
1: know... He's, yeah, but so am I, and I'm right. all for it. Like, that's... Yeah, I, there has to be some sort of rationale there. Yeah,
4: I agree. Thanks so much, Jim. Also sponsor of this show, Best Dental. You know, I appreciate you, brother.
10: Anytime, brother. See you soon. All right, bye.
4: Um, yeah, so we'll look that up during the break. And I have it. Can I oh, you have it? it. Yeah, real quick. We got... Uh, uh,
9: go ahead. It just says... uh Massey of Kentucky voted against the resolution. He disagrees with the resolution's call for sanctions and reaffirming the importance of foreign aid. Here are the 10 lawmakers who voted against it. That's a brief synopsis.
4: Mm, That still doesn't give me an answer. Doesn't. And it's not satisfying to me. No. At least. No. not Not coming from him. We'll be right back.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome
4: back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Okay, Dennis, that makes more sense. Now that's, I I can understand that. Can you read off what what the, was the four points
9: there? There are four points, and it's very long, and I try to. uh... Just, you know, you're a lawyer. (laughs) <laughs> I get paid by the word, I get paid by the minutes. So, so, uh, I know this. But it says it calls for sanctions on a sovereign country, which he doesn't like that. Um, it asserts the necessity of a foreign aid commitments, which he's voted against, yeah. as the country goes bankrupt. He says it's an open-ended promise that's of the military thing. support. That's, that's it that's right there. It's too broad. Yeah. And he's concerned about U.S. soldiers uh, being involved in the conflict, and it tends to broaden the conflict, he believes, to other countries uh so that's where he is at but yeah. he gets looped into right the everybody else that won't condemn hamas right he's actually but when you're explaining things as you know you lose you're losing ronald reagan so the fact that he voted with those other folks doesn't I, i'm not impressed by it again that goes back right to right you're in a safe seat you feel you can say that and that's okay right. but i disagree with
11: it i agree
9: let's let's clear these phone lines eduardo tampa bay so Ben Water,
11: Yeah, good afternoon, Berlin. It's good to hear your voice back again. <laughs>
9: Thank
11: you. Whoa, I, I tell oh, you. Yeah, know. nobody did
9: this. Wow. <laughs> Dennis, so
11: <laughs> Dennis, too. Yeah, Dennis, too, of course. Yeah, sorry about that. I know there's three of you on the <laughs> studio. It, real quickly, because I'm going to bring up something here because somebody died this week that you guys should know. But uh, before I d- do that, these protesters in New York, I'm glad to see there were a lot of arrests in Grand Central New York yesterday. With these uh, pro Palestine uh, protests, they should be protesting what's happening in Lukeville, Arizona, where they're crossing through the steel beams, all these uh, migrants. Uh, so we need to bring back the draft. And then, my request, because you have an hour and what, 20 minutes, you need to play Richard Rontree Schapstein. Oh, oh yes,
6: yeah, you did, die, Yes, off, Daddy.
11: Don't yeah.
4: forget. All right,
6: all right. We won. shut your mouth.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, off. Daddy will definitely <laughs> <You know. laughs> be on that.
6: So, all right. Thank you, Eduardo. Appreciate you, brother. Well, he his his uh, thought might happen. We might we might be drafting people soon. You never know. What what what?
4: But okay. Now, so with the trans issue now, how does that work with the identifying as whatever you want to? That identify. doesn't matter
6: in this military. They already been trying. How does that, to,
4: how does that not matter?
6: They've because they've, we go to the selective service to to draw the draft. They right? they've been making a conscience a, 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 a conscious effort to make people feel comfortable or normalize right. the, the 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 LGBTQ
9: thing in the military. So uh, when they no, draft, no, that, that,
4: that's people here that's we already are, in the military, though, right? But here we
9: are at, at at we are the foot we're at the footsteps of away from World War Three. This is what we're talking right, about. Right, right, right. It's about military preparedness and readiness. Are we prepared to be involved in a, in a conflict or war, and can we win? That's it. Well, we'll see when we have those guys in dresses out there on the. On not the about how well our DEI score right. is or anything else. Yeah. This is what this is what people do not understand. We are in such a free country. We have time to think about. Leave the military stuff. alone. But the military is called upon to act at a moment's notice. And they are all deployed. They're all over the world right now because everywhere is a hot spot. Yeah.
4: All right. Robert from Bloomingdale. Welcome back to black and right.
7: Hey, how you doing, fellas? How's, How's it going? going? Good. I was wondering, were you there when president Trump was in uh, Las Vegas?
6: Well, uh, no. uh, when was he in Las Vegas? I didn't hear anything.
7: Wasn't he? Oh, you said you were there um, a couple of days ago. Trump Not,
6: was there. Well, last Las- was it? I think it was a week ago. It was a week ago. It was like a, a little, cause Dennis was sitting in, here Saturday. He left Thursday, right? So yeah, I left that oh. Thursday. Yeah, so he couldn't have been down there.
7: Oh, okay. all right, all right. Well, because Don Junior, I heard was up in Addison, Illinois, and they had a nice, <clears throat> a nice turnout. And uh, Don Junior was talking about all the things that you're addressing, especially the military, yeah. and how the
13: basically the bread, the bread and butter theory doesn't work, and, and guns and bread and butter don't work. What do you think?
9: Well, he he came out to Addison. He had a great crowd out there. I was not unable to attend, but think of where he was. He came to DuPage County. Yeah, remember yeah. that it used to be Republican area. Addison yep. still Republican, and people from the area still want to hear about real things. Right, and that's what Junior was talking about, right. which is the bread and butter issues of the military. Still has to have supremacy, and it goes back to exceptionalism, right? <laughs> and, and it goes back to funding the things that need to be funded. And so I do think we are in control. We are stepping up. But can we maintain that? And I think that's where Trump is making the case as you need me back as yeah. our command, my, oh. as our commander because I'm not going to take anybody's crap. We're going to go right. out and defend our nation and defend our allies. Yeah. Thank you so
4: much,
7: Robert. You,
9: you, you wait, know wait, do, you,
4: do you think Trump would have that support to do? I mean, what could he do if, if he doesn't come back winning? If, if he, let's say he wins the presidency. He loses both chambers.
9: Not, what's going to happen? Nothing. Well, again, that's where, like, what, look where Bruce Rauner was. Yeah. Either you figure out how to govern working with a legislative body that does, is, it doesn't it does have majorities for you, or you just go do things on your own, like Obama said, right? Yeah. What did he say? I have a phone and a pen. Yep. He didn't care if no. people were with him. He's going to do it's executive here. order, yeah. sue me, I'll yep. do what I want. And so that's where the danger is. But that's not Republican's mindset, though. It is not the Republican no. mindset. But Trump will take care of what he needs to take care of if he becomes president again. However, it's crucial that we maintain the House and pick up the 24 Senate. hours. i have it cleared up in
6: 24 hours. You, you yeah. went back to it again. exceptionalism. I think we're asking the wrong question. I've been thinking about it. The question should be, what's, what's an American? And if you walk up to the average person, black, white, indifferent, and you ask you ask that person, "Are you an American?" Let's just go straight to the core. Most black people would would be indifferent with asking with with answering that question. A lot of and a lot of black people I know would say, "Man, look, I, I'm." If they're like the intelligent upper crowd, like Phil thinks he is. <laughs> He would say, no, I'm I got not an a, answer. He would say, no, I'm not an American. I got an answer. Well, I've always wondered. He would say, no.
9: Uh, on behalf of my own heritage, how long it will take for people born in the United States of America to identify as Americans? Yep. Everybody wants to know my hyphens. Are, are you Italian? You're Polish? You're Serbian? You're, you're from? What, if you're African culture, what is, where are you from? Right. Nobody, nobody else identifies like that. When I drive in from Mexico or Canada, where, where are you from? United States of America. I'm an American citizen. Right. I don't go and say I'm an Italian.
1: Right. I don't believe you, Dennis. I think you go, I'm from Addison, Addison Township. Township.
4: DuPage County.
1: I do say that.
4: <laughs> hey, I, he, here's what an American is. Can you run for president? You get what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, but everybody's no, not no, political. Not
4: everybody can run for president. But, but not everybody's political. See, that's right, wait, the- wait, wait. Before you do that, i, I got to take this call. So we only got two minutes. Okay. Uh, Glenn from Orlando. What's up, brother? Hey, not much. How's
8: it going, everyone? Doing well. hear your voice. So, remember, 10 lawmakers that voted against the resolution, but there were also six lawmakers that voted present. To me, if you vote present on people beheading babies, you have mm. no moral conscience. Mm. You have no moral conscience. And it was Chewie Garcia that voted present, along with uh, Ayanna Presley and uh,
4: Corey Bush, Rex probably.
8: And so on. Joaquin Castro. Mm.
13: So,
9: Again, if, if, if you cannot call out terrorism without trying to explain about the—we uh, hear about the two-nation solution, and we hear about everything else. If you can't call out evil, barbarism, and the worst of the worst, then you have no other standing. You, you don't—nobody wow. should ever listen to what you have to say. That's the sad part to me. No, And please, Israel has a right to defend itself, and defense is meaning going out into the country— uh, uh, in Gaza, and making sure they, but the they're enemy conflating know. them. Though. I understand that, yeah. but that's what the media is doing. Right. That goes back to what you were talking about, Verlon, and you were talking about John. The, so, that you have social media is really impacting everything. Because <laughs> in World War II, I can only imagine what it would looked like for my grandfather at the Battle of the Bulge. Right? How long
4: they had to get the message? It took them to get
9: messages, correct? So, and how and what war looks like? War is terrible. Nobody wants innocents to die. But Hamas has put the people of Gaza into harm's way, yep. and they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And, and 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 the media knows this. Thank you, Glenn.
4: The media knows this. They know this, but they won't report on it.
9: John, what? when are you getting the song off so you, that you don't get oh, this banned? Oh, this is human. You're right. That's
0: right. <laughs> we'll be right back.
11: Don't put your blame on me.
0: And now more black and white right with John Anthony on AM 560 the answer
8: Switch your, switch
12: your attitude. Go level up yourself. Just that different latitude.
4: Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Hey, I want to play something. Uh, I found this. Uh, I think I was on TikTok. And you remember former Congressman Green from um, um, Georgia? I do. That's yeah. Right, right. Uh, he and um, <laughs> Al Sharpton had this exchange, right? And Al Shopton was like pretty proud of what he said and he was corrected by the congressman. And Al Shopton st- stood on his ground and thought he what he said was, okay, listen to this.
2: Hey Al, just a reminder. This isn't a democracy; it's a republic, and we're reflective of the oh, people that we represent. Oh, this is not a democracy. And it's a republic, Al. Look at the Constitution. We're reflecting uh-huh. the people of the of the ninth district, and we're. And again, I just want to make one thing very clear. And I, and I enjoy having this conversation I, with you. I, I you enjoy
10: have
14: having it too, because I really hope the people in the ninth district know on the next election that they should not vote thinking this is a democracy. That well, Doug should, Collins says, that, this they,
6: is not a democracy. I'll even this, send you the clip idiot is somebody gonna tell him well, well listen liberals really believe that yeah. you know and we we've played that game of semantics uh a lot of times democracy republic every time you look at the news feeds they always say democracy Demo-
9: they never say republic on liberal that? media people don't know the difference yeah yes yeah. it has nothing to do with anything else but they think we live in a democracy. But they would be incorrect. We, we don't. We don't hold a referendum and a public opinion poll every day on what I should do at the township. However, but Dennis, but before you say that, to the, I know to the way. to the republic for which for we
4: which we stand. stand. I always I allegiance do that. to the
9: flag of right. the United but, States of America. But see, John. We stop learning about that. We yeah. stop standing for it, and we don't care about it. I still stand oh, for it. When well, I'm gathering with my friends, listen, when I'm gathering with my friends,
4: and it comes on, if they play it, every last person in, in that garage, we all stand up and,
6: and, and... Got the answer now. Got the answer. You have when, it. When, what year was it they took the Pledge of Allegiance
1: out of school? I don't know, but I'll tell you, it was early 2000s, and... Um, It was one of those times where people said, oh, because it's under God, under God. And I heard a number of people saying at the time, I think it's because it says Republic.
6: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't hear anybody say that, but I did did. hear the ACLU make the argument because of under God. Some people might not believe in the same God or that God. And that's that's where we need to,
9: to find out. What what was the year they took it out of school? That's when you lost American Exceptionalism. Well, I was thinking about this today. Uh, I was on a three mile walk with my wife, and we were talking about that. Ex- like when do when did things start going bad? Right? When did people stop paying any attention to anything? When did people stop caring? And you might be right, Verlon. 2002. two, two thousand two, because we okay. were so concerned. And micromanaging what under God meant, what mm-hmm. republic meant, mm-hmm. we forgot that we live in the freest, best country in the entire world, and now we have time to nitpick, right? Mm-hmm. We, 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 so it, it, we we are we are free from religion, right, John Anthony? Yeah. The the First Amendment doesn't say that; it just says that you can practice whatever religion you want to, just that the state doesn't sanction one. Right? They do sanction it in Ukraine. Yeah which is part of an issue which a lot of legislators have a problem with, which I can understand, but people started forgetting. We started micromanaging what things really meant and what could people say, and then we it's not like a cancel culture, but the cancel culture would have started back then uh-huh. because we're like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't say God. What if I say that? Is that okay to say it yeah, in a yeah. public building? Uh-huh. And I was like, no, you could say it. it, it the country was founded on the judeo Oh, but guess who struck it down, though, struck it down. Who? the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals? Well, of course, of course. At San Francisco. Of yeah. course, they would strike down anything that had to do with uh, any of our history. Um, but it, it's interesting. This is a very interesting dialogue about yeah. where did American exceptionalism or the perception yeah. and the reality start to weave itself into our fabric? About you know what these amendments they don't really they're not as nice as or as good as we thought they were. And what a, don't please don't say that. I'll tell you don't where do that.
1: When I was in seventh grade, I took a civics class, and it talked about the the Constitution being a, a hard and fast document that we had to adapt our 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 ways of governing to. When I was in eighth grade, we took a civics class again, and it was a different book, and it talked about how the Constitution was a living document.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I remember that the yeah. living document.
1: So that's that's mid nineties. Okay, yeah, I definitely remember yeah. that too. But
6: but that that's probably kind of
9: like what they were teasing, but. Still goes back to the Bush era, man. Two thousand two, they struck it down, and I and I think that's also to go back to your point, John, about social media. Go back to the early two thousands. What started them? The twenty four seven news yeah. cycle, Fox. So and- right. So then CNN's constantly on. You could be in an airport or a bus depot yeah. or listening on your radio, repeating the same thing every over hour, and yeah. over and uh-huh. over and over again. That sounds like a CIA psy. uh CIA. It's a psyops. Exactly right, and so. It's interesting because we forget about that portion of how social media, how the media, how we intake news changes how we perceive things around us.
4: I agree. All right, uh, we got to go to break, but Kip, Patrick, Chuck, David, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we get back.
0: We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer here's John Anthony.
4: Welcome back to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker, and uh, I have no idea where the prosecutor is gone. He had to go take a sidebar with the judge, probably, with, and that judge would be off, Daddy. Uh, okay, let's go. To, let's go to Chuck from
3: Delavan. Chuck, Chuck. hey, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? Doing well, bro. Oh, I, I don't normally call in, but I listen every week. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks Thank for you. taking my call. No problem. Hey, um, uh, when I was in when I was in first grade, so this would be I got out of school. Uh, sixth grade was 1968. Uh, we said the Lord's Prayer and we said the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. every day. Yeah. And then when I went to the junior high school, uh, in seventh grade, they gave the announcements, and then the teacher wrote his name on the board, and then I raised my hand. I said, "Are not we going to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the Lord's prayer?" And he says, "What are you? Some kind of smart?" Whoa. And he turned around. He threw his eraser at me. What? And then I called him. That I called him the MF word. <laughs> and then he 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 took me out in the hallway and he gave me two swats. And from that point onward, I questioned all my teachers. Mm. And when I found out they were liberal, I let them have it even worse. And by the time I graduated in 1974, I had a grand total. Of 79 SWATs that I was beaten by my teachers because I would question them. And I'm still alive. I'm a better person for it, but I could already see it starting back then. So, all the way back to 1969, that's the first time I encountered this liberalism. And, and Chuck, do you think.
4: Hey, wait, Chuck, real quick, real quick. Do you think that's one of the biggest problems in education now? That there's no. You can't really question. Um, your teachers, especially if you don't, if they don't agree with your, 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 because listen, I should have been. Was, was it the well, thing one? Of the educational system they come out of? I mean, right. I remember college Benedictine. It's a, which one is higher? Magna, 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 right? I, I, I disagree with a state government person. And instead of having the A, which I know I wrote, he gave me a B because he disagreed with my assertion I, and how I, I was, came about.
3: I was lucky. My grandfather was born in uh, 1889. And, uh, he, he lived on a farm. We still have the farm. It's, it's been in our family since 1852. Wow. And he was very conservative. And uh, he was lead iron worker on the Mackinac Island Bridge. He worked for American Bridge and Iron. And they stole his pension when they went bankrupt. Wow. And he worked until he was 78 years old as a janitor at my school, and I worked with him every day. And I had so much guidance from him. And the thing is, that's another thing. Grandma and Grandpa don't live down the road no more. That's true. Nobody gets to know Grandma and Grandpa. Nobody gets to take and get any wisdom from them. And every time I would go to school, I'd come home, even all the wanted I was in high school, and I'd say, hey, this guy told me this, this guy told me that. My grandfather said, no, that's not how that happened. So they were already rewriting history all the way back then. That's why we're so screwed.
6: You know, that's true. I learned so much from my grandparents while my parents were out partying and getting high. Uh, my grand, my grandfather and grandmother taught me a same lot. Same
9: here. I-, I was very fortunate. Both thanks, uh, Chuck. My grandparents, uh, uh, my maternal grandparents, lived in Lombard when we, I was growing up in Elmhurst. They were there quite a bit. My uh, paternal grandfather died early, but my grandmother lived in Elk Grove and in Bloomingdale. They're all part of a bigger picture. Yeah. Right? And and they're part of parenting. All three of us are grandparents. All three of us are active participants. It's another level of love. Mm-hmm. It's another level of structure. It's another level of of saying, "Hey, you've got people backing you. Go chase your dream." Right. We're not here to give you the dream. That's true. We're here to guide you on your uh, where you're heading to. So, okay. I, Chuck, I really do appreciate what you're saying about about grandparents. Yeah, it means but a lot. I, yes. I, w- I want to get these calls off because I know okay. what's
4: happening in this in the third hour. So. All right. Uh, let's go to Patrick from Schaumburg. This is true. It's old Benjamin um, Benjamin Franklin quote. Patrick, you there? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you.
5: Yeah, listen. If if Al Sharpton needs a definition of what a democracy is, a democracy is two wolves and a lamb deciding to what to have to dinner.
4: <laughs> mm. it
5: doesn't work, and it doesn't work out for the minorities. Doesn't. Mm. So be be cur- be very careful of a, of a pure democracy.
4: That's true. Yeah. Is that was that all? Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, David from Lansing. David, welcome back.
10: Hi, guys. What's uh, up? Hi, guys. Coming in medium like horseradish. That's what I want to oh hear.
4: Gosh. Horseradish ain't medium, uh, though. It depends <laughs> it depends what kind.
10: <laughs> hey, uh, I uh, rewrote the Pledge of Allegiance in a way that would make Al Sharpton and almost everybody on the left happy. And if you would like to hear it. I'm Please yes. do. Please
4: do so. Please do so.
6: Yes.
10: Okay. I pledge allegiance to the rag. The rainbow rag of LGBTQ, mm. and to the democracy with witches and bats. One continent under, you know the thing with tyranny and injustice for some. What do you think?
6: Mm, it's nice for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good
4: for Halloween. <laughs> I think Corey Bush, Delia Maria, Bass, and all those people—they would love. They would probably love that, right, Dennis?
10: Okay, yeah, I I took into account open borders because I I said continent, you know.
4: Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much, Dave. You're coming in medium. <laughs> wow. Well, that was that was uh, interesting. That was unique. That was. First, yeah, this he's is what happens unique. when
1: I let a, a regular caller through and don't screen him. <laughs> no offense, Dave. Yeah,
4: but uh, he's always creative. Uh, you gonna say Valiant? You were gonna say something.
9: No, I wasn't. Oh. No, I, I, I'm good. I, it, Nobody I, wants to. Call. I, no, I, I, I didn't know if we still had calls. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we got one more. Got one more. Okay, well, I'm gonna take him when we get back from the but break. Where I just want to know where Phil is at, and, and oh, he's waiting to hear what the street. A, he's wait. Well, he I don't know about his name. Out. I don't That's know about
6: why. man from the street, but I know what Phil's waiting on. He's waiting to see what I'm going to talk about third. So,
4: hour. man for the man, man on the street said he would call in because he has an update on the migration issue.
9: No, well, I see him on Twitter quite a bit. He's got a lot of pictures yeah. out on there about uh, what's happening. Yeah. Now the mayor and the administration flip flopped on they're gonna keep it they're gonna keep that park open until they close it. Oh really? Yep. I think that's what he's gonna talk about. So the people stood up and the mayor stood down? No, the people stood up and then they walked away and then they locked the the, the people out.
1: Oh God Chicago. That seems Ma, more like it.
4: My kind of town.
13: We'll be right back.
0: This show, the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer.
9: Maybe I'm foolish. Welcome Maybe back I'm to Black and Right. I'm your host, John mind. Anthony. <laughs> go ahead, no I just have to file a formal objection. I'm not sure who that goes to, John. And I'm just a, a, a very fortunate guest, but it'll go it, to me
1: because that- it's more convenient for me to throw it out.
9: George, if it's you, uh, we need, need to remove this song so that this platform can go on to more and more people <laughs> uh, because I hear this for as long as I've been able to come on this show that this song stops the entire operation from going worldwide, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> um, it well, it does.
1: Can I Can I just clarify something? Yeah. That wasn't one of the original bumpers. That wasn't one of no, the it original wasn't. rejoin. John
4: specifically asked for it. I that. did. I did. I didn't realize so, it would do that,
9: though.
1: You know, but know. for the record, then John's how
9: long thought. has he been asking for it to be taken off?
1: Yeah. See, he hasn't asked me to take. Well, it I've off. Well, I've talked to Marcus. He just complained about it in front of me. I've talked uh. to Marcus
4: about it too, because I thought Marcus <laughs> is the one that does that.
1: Well, we all sort of do it, but yeah, you you know, it all has right. to go through a process. How
4: about I give you this, George?
1: Yeah. You pick the song. Oh, I'd like to pick that. the song. So, yeah. the, so as <laughs> oh, you're gonna have Jet City Woman by Queen's right? Is what you're gonna end up with. <laughs>
4: Oh my gosh! Let's go to the phone line. Skip, Kip from Stillman Valley.
8: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Let me get it right to it as normal. Listen, as far as I see it, the Democrats are winning, and everybody's got to put their thinking caps and see where we're at right now and who's really in charge. It all started before Barack Obama became the senator of Illinois. All those people that were behind him then is what's in there now. Do not forget what Jake Sullivan had said right before the invasion from Hamas and the slaughtering of the Israelis was that the Middle East has been so calm and cool that it's been in years. What a crock. Don't forget Perkins and Cooey, everything that happened to Trump, all the corruption in the state and everything, and... Then you got to wonder, well, why is the Democrat National Convention going to be in Chicago, Illinois? I mean, we live in the most corrupt state in in the country.
1: Yeah.
8: But I'm not leaving it and not giving up on it. We have to go through it. Yeah. You know, but don't forget Psalms 91 and cover yourself with his feathers. And I love you all. All right. Love and you, you too, got brother. the most smartest people. In the in the land. Bye.
4: Thank you, um, guys. Uh, Velon, after your <laughs> George, Velon, after your um, uh, troublemaker of the week, I brought in Peter Christos from Turning Point. You guys hear about what happened? Yeah, there? yeah. They got he got How he, be- got, he got beat up uh,
9: protecting. He's going to be joining couple.
4: us live in studio. He, I think he's here. I think I just saw. Wow. Him. Well, I, I
9: did hear a door open. So. Yeah.
4: So I I, I can't wait until you guys don't go
9: anywhere. Share this feed because a young man, go ahead. You can't share it everywhere. We need to change Uh, that song. We need to get your message out. So I'm going to be on message, Huff Daddy. So (laughs) go ahead, John.
4: George, change the freaking song, man. Hey, listen, I can only do a few things at a time. (laughs) (laughs) No, what do you mean a few things? You do a million things around here.
1: Yeah. Come on, George. Well, you you know, that's what the extra six hands are for. (laughs) Oh, gosh.
4: But I can't wait for him to come in to tell his story. I know he was on Sean Thompson Friday, um, and I'm telling you, I've I've known this kid for quite some time now. We went through the we went through the COVID era together, uh, with Turning Point. I've done a lot of things with a lot of the different Turning Point people, um, so I think it's going to be a very interesting story that he has to tell about what happened to you after Villan's
6: Troublemaker. Villan, take us to break. Well, everybody. We were talking about American exceptionalism, who you think you are, if you're American or not. Well, it's a perfect segue into my Troublemaker segment, and I can't wait. I just can't wait for one person out there to engage my thought process. And I hope Steve from Deer Park gets the balls to call in and mix it up with my boy Dennis Rebelletti. We- Four weeks ago, we entered an exercise about what the modern Marxist was in the evolution to Sister Soldier, to what we have today, the new Marxist. But I want to rewind to where America went wrong. We had a choice. We came upon a fork in the road and we had a choice between two men two men and we chose the wrong one but I believe if we would have chose this man we wouldn't be where we are today we will be in a better place and we would be better than manageable we we would still have uh, American exceptionalism if we would have chose this man
14: In this world, no person, no party can guarantee anything. But what we can do, and what we shall do, is to deserve victory, and victory will be ours. The good Lord raise this mighty Republican republic to be a home for the brave and to flourish as the land of the free, not to stagnate in the swampland of collectivism, not to cringe before the bullying of communism. Yeah! Now, my fellow Americans, the tide has been running against freedom. Our people have followed false prophet. We must and we shall return to proven ways, not because they are old, but because they are true.
6: This man was a visionary. This man had morals, values and class. Did you hear what he said? collectivism. Way back in 1964, we had a choice. And John, I tell you all the time, America has become dumber. <laughs> and it has because of the choice that we made in 1964. We we chose a man by the name of LBJ, Lyndon Johnson, that enacted policies that put the entitlements we had on steroids and enacted new entitlements. You know, like Medicare, food stamps, you know, new departments like education on steroids, the environmental safety. Think about all of these departments now. They're like a weight around America's neck that's dragging us down to extinction. I want you to think about that. Lyndon Johnson and from Lyndon Johnson, we got play them, George. I just find it, um, I don't know how to express it.
8: And then, and then, and I, mm-hmm. I think, well, you know, that's, look, um, you know, I, I just think it's, um, and then, and then, and I, you may recall,
1: I got, uh, no, we score, don't, sure that's comedy editing.
6: Lyndon Johnson, part two. Both were useful tools
1: Idiots Lyndon
6: Johnson was a useful tool I don't believe he was an idiot This dude is an idiot Useful idiot But he's a useful idiot and useful tool Two men that was used to pass agendas That's killing America Killing us America, wake up Do not make the same mistake Because you hate America You don't feel you're an American You hate white people Put all that crap to the side and look at where we are now. We're going to lose our country. I don't know if we can save it completely, but we can salvage it.
9: If I may, Verlon, what was that called? What were all those bills called? It was called something else. There was a big thing we called it was nice called the War on poverty. The poverty. War on Poverty. And the road
6: to hell is paved with good intentions. I'm gonna say it over and over
1: again. I wish so, the government would declare war on my success because everything in the government <laughs> fights a war against something that thing flourishes.
6: That's true. So George, no Gary Coleman. I want what I presented what? today. No Gary Coleman because it a disrespect Goldwater, a great man.
1: Who talking about Willis? Uh, I, I, I didn't in, touch it. I, okay, that was John. Okay, and that John. was for you, not for Goldwater.
6: But, right. Okay. That, no, that was for that was for uh, uh, the guy we have in office now, 46. I'm gonna do a Whoopi Goldberg, 46. But I want the material that I presented to stand on its own. America, we made the wrong choice in 1964. Let's not make the wrong choice next
13: year.
4: Except uh, Jimmy Carter created the Department of Education. Well, well, and everything else was spot on.
9: Well, when I looked it up, they, they called it sec. It, it was yeah. the Department of Secondary right. Education. Okay, well they yeah, didn't say Jimmy that.
1: Jimmy Carter made it a cabinet post. Though. Right. right. Okay, he
6: made it a cabinet post. post, but he made y'all. He made the department. Right. This guy made the department, right. and we wouldn't have it. If we would have chose Goldwater, we wouldn't have none of this. The, I- fu- the food stamps, the, educa- the Department of Education, the expansion of housing, uh, the Medicare Medicare expansion, or the the, uh, the, the
9: uh, environmental safety. We wouldn't have any yeah. of that if it wasn't for now, I'm going to tell you how in-depth in you are, mm-hmm. and, and you provoked this thought for me. Not only do we have a war on poverty, then the war on drugs comes, right? Yeah. We have to stop the war on drugs. It's terrible. It's keeping everybody down, right? Yeah. How's that war on poverty work? Uh-oh. Has the oh. war on poverty, has it been won yet? No. No, we've embraced the war on poverty. We need to expand the war on poverty. The Democratic Socialists love it. The Democrats love it. Who is suffering from the war on poverty? But why? Why? But,
4: but no, no. explain the why they like it. There's a reason why, because it's it's a talking point. That they're able to beat, because beat, beat, beat Republicans over here, raise money over. But it's not; of, they don't
9: call it the war on poverty. We right. call it nice things. Right. Just like it's the the, the pretrial fairness act. Yeah. We don't call it catch and release because then that wouldn't be something we could all vote for. Right. So the war on poverty is how do we keep people attached to government? How do we impoverish our citizens that can only help get help from the government, not help themselves, not earn their way, and Live the American dream, which is the opportunity. Right. So now you're right. You dug it up, and you are correct. The war on poverty. When are we going to declare the end on the war on poverty? John Anthony and Verlon Galloway. What legislator will do that? What Democrat will stand up and say this war on poverty oh, has they failed?
4: That's failed. Shift. We got to shift from that now.
1: <laughs> um, Dennis needs to go talk to poverty and convince poverty to surrender.
9: I right. will. <laughs> <Right>.
4: <laughs> Okay, George. I've lost the show right now, <laughs> but um, you know when you when you think about a lot of the stuff that you said, um, When you look at how our our, our systems are fashioned today, uh, who's who's the enemy? Who's the so-called good guy, bad guy, or things of that nature? I, I think about my next guest because I know he's been in the fight from since he was in high school, and uh, I believe he was a turning point. Um, a representative in high school as well, uh, because that's when we met, and you know you were late. Uh, did I say it out loud? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little late last year, but uh, that's, what no, that's. it wasn't your fault though. I know. I know. I'm just. I. I had to. You know. Anytime somebody's late, I always do that.
6: Everybody's on CP time around here.
4: Yeah. But but I saw the video. Of now, set set it up for us, Peter. You yeah. were at a solidarity with Israel rally. There was no barrier between. The, the pro-Israel rally goers and the pro-Palestine rally goers. I mean, set set this up and, and what what actually happened.
15: Yeah, so this past Sunday I was in Skokie, Illinois, for a Solidarity with Israel event. I was already at the event, but I left. It was an indoor event. It was not an outdoor rally. I left the indoor event to meet with one of my coworkers who was in town, and after we met together to go back to the pro Israel event, we had to walk past this large group of about 200 to 250 pro-Palestine protesters up to this line of police. All there really was was caution tape and a line of police separating the pro-Palestinian protesters and the pro-Israel event. Wow. We, you know, I already told the police that I, you know, was already at the pro-Israel event. I wanted to get back in, and they said, "Oh, you're unable to go in through this way." So at this point, we had to turn around. But all of these people who are protesting the pro-Israeli event, saw that we were trying to get into the pro-Israeli event. Oh. Yeah. So we began walking our way down this road, and we began getting heckled, screamed at, harassed. My coworker was getting kicked in the back of his calf.
4: Wait, 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 wait. Swipe. So wait. Peter Christos, you're from Turning Point, USA. You run the high school chapter currently. Uh, you run. You build all the high school chapters, yes. right? So there was... Oh, shoot, I just looked at the time. We got to go to break. I didn't realize there was a scuffle prior to you being attacked. I didn't see that video. Is that is that on video as well? Um,
15: no. So the scuffle was me getting attacked. Oh, that was okay. Yeah, I, that I was thought you me. were
4: saying that another colleague was getting attacked too. Let's let's finish this story when we get back from break. Yeah. We got Peter Christos from Turning Point USA. We'll be right back. Let's get baby girl.
3: Hey, that's right.
0: Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Thank you. Brianna, oh, Welcome
4: back to Black and White right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, the prosecutor, and I don't know, we got to come up with a nickname for Peter now. He's, he's been here twice now, so he deserves a nickname. Yeah, he's got to get a nickname. Oh, oh, wait,
6: wait, wait, almost had it. Go what? ahead and talk. I say okay. it.
4: So, so, Peter, um, I, I, I was pre- I'm prepping for the show. I was going through a lot of the articles. I mean, you you reached what the Jerusalem Jerusalem Post, but I also saw an inter- interesting Instagram person say, "They called you the victim, but they also said that you you were holding the Israeli flag, leading the Israeli mob." Now, uh, I saw the video. I saw differently. Uh, continue to tell us a story as to as to how this transpired.
15: Yeah, you know, to debunk that there was no Israeli mob out there. I was alone outside there with my coworker, and you know, we weren't instigating. There was two of us in 250 of them. We weren't instigating. We weren't screaming at them. And as we began walking our way away from this mob of pro-Palestine protesters, they began kicking my coworker in the back of his calves and began getting into our faces and screaming at us. So we made it up about 15 more feet and we saw an older Jewish couple and we asked, are you with the pro israel event? And they said, yes. So I said, you can come with us. Suddenly, this mob of people who were surrounding us grew and was getting in our faces, was getting into this lady's face, screaming at her, calling these Orthodox Jewish people, this Orthodox Jewish couple Nazis. Wow. Um, and the next thing I knew, I was separated from my coworker and I was alone with this couple. And that's when I was punched in the back of the head, pushed into these bushes and repeatedly kicked and punched and hit with the flagpole.
4: Was, was was it a metal
9: flagpole? Or, or it was,
15: I believe it was wooden. Wooden.
9: How yes. old is your colleague? He's 23. Yeah. Okay, so there's two of you. And how many quote-unquote protesters were there? Would you estimate?
15: I would estimate about 200 protesters. Whoa.
9: Yeah. And how many police officers that you could tell that were in uniform?
15: From what I could see, I saw about five or six in the front. And then another four at the end of the street.
6: You know, I have two names for you.
4: Yeah, but before, if you're just joining the show, we're talking to Turning Point representative Peter Christos. Thank you.
6: I have two names for you. Either one fits: the fighter, because you're in the fight. You're in the fight more than I am. I'm just some loudmouth on the radio. You, you, you got the bruises to to your show. Or the defender, because you defended that couple with with your life on the line. That could that it could hit you in the back of the head. You could be dead or concussion. The brain could be swelling. You could be in the hospital. Which one would you like? The Those fighter? Are both
1: super creative. Yeah, jobs. I'll take yeah. the
15: fighter. And to touch back on that, I actually did have to go to the hospital and get scans on my head. And I have a minor concussion. Yeah. But also bruising and soaring was on my back.
6: See me? I'm an old dude. I swell up. Bones break. <laughs>
1: See, I, now you know, if it was me and I said that, they would just start
9: calling me TBI. Right. <laughs> That's because you overlap. I'm old,
6: man. You can't hit me with poles and stuff like that. I want to kill
9: somebody. But, but so how, <laughs> how close were you to this protesting... I'm going to call them a mob. It's a mob. They're, they're rioters. Yeah. They're mobs. They're looking for an opportunity to engage somebody. So when you were walking or trying to get back in, how far away were they from you?
15: So they kind of occupied the whole street. They were supposed to be on the sidewalk where they were told by police in the village to protest. They instead protest in the street that was blocked off by the police you know where a lot of attendees and a lot of jews were going to and from the event so we had to walk up to the police point just feet away from these people who were protesting um
9: oh they were peacefully protesting until
15: they weren't right
9: (laughs) oh they were hidden
4: with flag sticks so you know
9: what peaceful what movement towards them did you make to scare them that they thought that they were going to be in fear of a battery did you guys lunge at them Did you pull a firearm at them? Did you throw something at them? How how did you provoke them? Because they're just there to be peaceful people, right, John? Yeah, that's what they said. They are very peaceful. (laughs) They care about the lives uh, of Palestinians, which is fine.
1: They're also oppressed. and They are
9: oppressed, and you're defending colonists. But what did you guys do to the mob? We provoked
15: them by being Zionists. You know, we didn't talk to them. We barely even looked at them, and we wouldn't even engage with them.
9: Right, so you weren't carrying signs, you didn't have a, a, an Israeli flag, no. you weren't taunting them, didn't and say he's a not word Jewish. to
15: Jewish And I'm not Jewish, to keep in mind, too. But
9: you're a sympathizer. So isn't that, isn't that weird how we yeah. call it, we, one time you're a sympathizer, what do they call, it? Oh, or you're an ally, Yeah. right? So if you're a Republican, you're a sympathizer right. or an ally. So oddly enough, you were able to get a peaceful group of people to attack you and your colleague, Right. See how dumb this sounds. Yeah, it's right? impressive. Yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah, it is. And and how old were this? Were the people in the mob that were attacking you from all ages? Yeah. From, from all ages.
15: anywhere between what I could estimate from being seventeen to eighteen up into sixty. I, I want to go into your mind. Event. I want to
4: go into your mind, Peter. As this was unfolding, as you, I mean, the first hit was it? Did somebody swing on you first? Yeah, they swung from um, behind. How? What was going through your mind as as you were being battered? What were you? what I mean, did you say something to yourself like, oh, what the heck is happening? What's going on? Because because Dennis, I mean, and I want to also know, did, did they catch anybody? Because I saw the one lone police officer come and pull you up after and he was just like standing there, you know, mm-hmm. watching this unfold. Did they catch anybody? What was going through your mind as this was unfolding?
15: Yeah. So I'll say the easy part first. They did arrest one of the attackers on the scene but you know a lot of these attackers are wearing face coverings and hoods and cowards yeah because that's what cowards do they attack from behind they attack in mobs and they cover their identity so that you know they aren't proud of what they're doing and it shows um and it's currently under investigation for the other several attackers who attacked me what you know the ones who were also kicking and punching me and hitting me they're still under investigation because of their identities but in that moment you know while i was getting punched and kicked i wasn't you know, I was like kind of in a state of shock. Like all I could think of was I need to get the hell out of here. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And that, and then I was like, this is like, this is where it's going to end. Like, this is where it's going to end
4: for me. Wow. You you actually set that to yourself.
15: Yeah. And I was like, what, what, you know, what are my friends going to think? What are my coworkers going to think? What What are my family going to think if they find out I died? I was and thankfully I was able to make it out safely with just a concussion and, Bruising and soreness. Thank God. So, Peter, how
9: many people from this mob, this peaceful mob, stepped up to help you and your colleague get out of this attack? Not a single one of oh. them. And you can see in the video
15: while I'm getting attacked, the older woman oh. is trying to pull and push people off. Yeah, of me. I saw If you that. zoom in, yeah, and her husband was standing at the base of my feet to make sure that no
9: people, no more people, were able to attack me. So I would hope, John, that. Uh, Kim Fox is investigating this as a hate crime. It's a hate crime. I hope the FBI is also investigating this as a hate crime where you have people that are attacking people based on their beliefs. And you have Orthodox Jews there that are being attacked because of the simple yep. reason that they're Orthodox Jews. Were they saying anything to you as they were hitting you?
4: Did you hear them saying any? infidels, I mean anything that they were saying were you able to hear any of that? You know
15: there was a lot of violent language leading up to it and the tensions were high that entire day like even Jews who were not even at this pro-Israel event, they were being heckled outside Mariano's. Jews who were going about their day were being heckled by these protesters because Mariano's serves kosher options for (laughs) families and you know they were threatening us and I think like 99% of the stuff I won't be allowed to say on here. Please don't. (laughs) I don't want to get you uh, banned or kicked off the air. (laughs) Please don't. But um yeah, I can't really say anything that on air, right. you know, but just a lot of bad stuff. How
4: how I mean, listen, I've been jumped before and it makes you fidgety. You you you're watching your back. Um how are you dealing with the after effects of being jumped and beaten like that? You know, I was in shock all day
15: Sunday. <laughs> I've only been sleeping maximum 3 hours a night at most. I was having raging pain in my head this entire week. That's why I had to go in for scans. And just I look at every day so much more different now, realizing, like, I could have died that day, and you can't take anything for granted anymore. And, like, you kind of always now have to keep your head on a swivel, and I thought I was doing that before.
9: And that's exactly what they want. That's what they want. They They want want you to be afraid. They want you to live in fear. They want you to change your life, and you have. Yeah. Because I don't you physically attacked, but the emotional part is going to take a lot longer. I do hope that you get some help on that because that is PTSD. It will be. You are experiencing it. Yeah. And now as you walk, your day is different. When you go to Mariano's, if you go to the mail, to your mailbox, to whatever, because you're always thinking around, who's going to jump me? Right. What, what, how am I going to protect because myself? Because that's the
4: enemy you're dealing with. That, this
6: is the mindset of the people that, that,
4: that right. did
9: what they did to him. This is their mindset. Are,
6: are they part of some group? like a black lives matter or an antifa
4: i don't believe so i think that
15: they're just people who may have saw a tweet or something and just all kind because of
6: think of where we are today black li- black lives matter antifa and these people that beat you up this is the destruction of a great society going on in front of our face
4: that's true gosh man this 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 is i'm incensed about this because i know i'm dealing with dealing with a good kid I, and i'm so glad you got a good boss in charlie Kirk who really takes good care of you guys uh oh man we'll be right back
0: back to black and right with john anthony on am 560 the
4: answer welcome back to black and right radio on am 560 the answer i'm your host john anthony i was saying peter i would love to turn over once one saturday me and rilan we're somewhere i want you to come lead this show bringing all your turning point friends all and right. um I, I think you guys have a lot to say because listen um uh, Charlie Kirk is doing an amazing job uh, of combating a lot of this stuff that what we're dealing with. And I can only imagine I hear him talk about a lot about how what he goes through personally and and some of the hate, some of the hate he goes through. It's like, oh, my God. And I right before the break, I said, you have a a, a boss that understands what just happened to you Uh, because he's you're not the first turning point student. Correct. That something like this. Has happened to what was the young lady, uh, the hangout uh, blonde lady? She had the the AR fifteen when she graduated. Isn't she a former Turning Point student Caitlin, as well, uh, Caitlin? I forgot. Isn't she a name. former t- Turning Points uh, representative? I
15: believe so. I think she was one of our Turning Point students. But you know, I was a Turning Point student all throughout high school, and I'm yeah. fortunate enough to now work for this organization. So I know Charlie is a student and now. I also know Charlie is a staff member, yeah. and like the whole organization is yeah no, the kidding. boss man. I mean, he is. Um, but you know, this whole organization has been nothing but supportive, you know, the entire times from, you know, needing time off to messages nonstop. To
4: I just got one more question and then we'll bring Phil from Blue Island in. Um, how has, how do you think that what, what, what just, what you just went through, how will this help you and, or motivate you more to do what you're doing for Turning Point USA?
15: So, you, you know, throughout high school, I was already a political activist, yeah. and I always told myself that I'm never going to back down. I'm always going to stand for what's right, no matter what anybody throws at me, no matter what anyone does to me. This, this shows like all my work that I've done the past few years kind of go into action. These people attacked me, hit me with a pole, punched me, kicked me, did all these horrible things to me, gave me a concussion, soreness in my back, that's, and raging headaches. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to support Israel. I'm still going to be a conservative,
4: and I'm not going to shut up about it. Right. And you're not against the Palestinian people. No. You never, never once have you. I've, ne- I've gone through your Twitter. I've never once seen you say anything negative about Palestine. No. And, and I think and I've said on this show, and I think so many people don't, um, they don't make the distinction. What's happening over there? Hamas, Islamic Jihad. Um, the Muslim Brotherhood. These are the targets, not the people of exactly. Palestine, not the Palestinian people, especially the, the Palestinian. As a Christian, I wanna I wanna make sure the Palestinian Christians are not getting butchered and killed. Right, I
9: agree, hundred percent. Okay, well, you got some. I was wondering what the what the person was charged with that attacked them. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Because mob action. To, it should have been mob action and aggravated battery. So, I, in case you couldn't hear me, what was the person who was Attacking you, charged with the one that was arrested. Do you know?
15: So we don't know yet. We're still working with the detectives, and there's an open investigation. But we'll be doing following up. You know, we'll be following up with the detective shortly to make sure everything gets done the right way.
4: Milan, yeah. did you want to say something before I bring your your no, antagonist no, no. on? no, let's do I, it. I do,
9: John. Okay, oh. I, from, and I want to hear from you from the policing standpoint. Yeah. How many police officers should have been there, oh. undercover and uniformed? Knowing exactly what they were going to be facing there in yeah. Skokie, so because, because I'm I'm sure they got intel that this was
4: that that was going to be a lot of sure. people there, you know, because we get, I, I won't say what the intel is, but there's every police department gets this the intel from the FBI, you know, whoever, right? So they knew that this was going to happen. Uh, a size of two hundred five to six plain clothes, I mean, um, um, uniform, right? That's not enough. How many? I mean.
9: Where were the county sheriffs no, the at? County Where the state police at? Assisting agencies, correct. Where um, were lo- other local entities yeah. at? And, and so that's what my other question is: Why wasn't this more anticipated? Yeah, that that there wasn't going to be five people showing up. We've seen marching down Michigan Avenue and taking over yes. downtown streets. So why wouldn't that happen in Skokie?
4: That's a that's a very well. I, I think because there's a there's a huge population of of uh, uh, Jewish people Jewish and Palestinian. Palestinian that's people, right, right. And here's another part. uh, We're going to have to take field after the break. Uh, Here's another part that I've learned um, just this past week. I'm um, brokering this this connection between a security company and this broker who provides contracts. So I didn't realize mosque, Jewish, what do they call the Jewish? Synagogue. Synagogue. The the mosque, the uh, synagogues, they are hiring security. There are not enough security guards to guard both the mosque and the synagogues throughout Chicago and the rest of Illinois. There are people in, in synagogues and mosques way way far from here who can't find the, the security. And that's that's a little scary, Dennis.
9: That's the whole goal is that you scare people that they have to defend their churches. Yeah. And that local police are not enough. Yeah. Is, is that not enough?
15: I also think it's important. I don't know if I touched on this that this pro-Palestine protest was actually scheduled in downtown Chicago, Ooh. and later they changed. You know, once the Solidarity for Israel event came out, they then changed their that's location to Skokie.
9: That's why the cops. That's why they didn't have sufficient. Uh, but still, laws. and I, I hate this term when when activists and and the mobs talk about pro-Palestine, yeah. they're pro-Hamas rallies. That's it. And they're not. And it, how could you say, oh, we'll use violence against people who are there peacefully uh, using their First Amendment to speak on behalf of Israel? But, oh, we'll use violence. We don't care. We're going to shout you down, beat you down, never come up here again. So
2: yeah.
11: right.
9: no, nobody stepped up in that crowd to defend him or his colleagues. Right. we have to go to break. Good question. Senor.
4: did they have a permit? To, to do this rally is, I don't know nobody a,
9: knows that's a great question because obviously to we'll get, be right back got it
0: this is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560 the answer welcome back to Black and Right
4: Radio I'm your host John Anthony let's see if this is my buddy Tom from Barrington Tom welcome to Black and Right hello Jack yes it is <laughs> yes how you doing? I'm doing great. I heard you on, were you on Mike Gallagher's the other day?
11: I was, yeah. yeah I thought I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> so what's yeah, going on, I'm, Tom? I'm, I'm, trying to, uh, I'm trying to be like Sean and just call the shows until I get my own. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> hey, you know you have an open invite yeah. here. I told you that.
11: Well, hey, I might take you up on that. And I'll tell you what, I'm very much moved. And I wanted to call and thank Peter for... Being Peter and who he is and, and what he represents and how he stood up. And thank God that, Peter, you're okay. Thank I'm you, on Tom. the board at Turning Point And I want to let you know, we got your back. And if you need anything, don't hesitate. And John Anthony can give you my uh, yeah. cell number. Yeah. Um, and, you know, John Anthony, you, right before I called, you were talking about, you know, getting security for synagogues and mosques. But the question that I have and everything that I've seen in the last three years has been an absolute ramp up of attacks on on Jewish people, yep. Jewish organizations, Christian organizations, churches, pro-life centers. And I don't know who's telling the police to stand down. I know our, our, our previous mayor did during uh, the summer of love. But um, but this is getting very, very serious, I agree. and that's the, that is their one commitment is to the, uh, to the public safety of the citizens, and they cannot be playing favorites with this uh, two-tiered crime system. I mean, it is, it's, it's unconscionable, it's unacceptable, and, uh, you know, we just got to put the pressure on our politicians to say, you know, just keep the peace. I agree. That's, That's a piece.
4: Well said,
15: Tom. Anyway,
11: you guys have got a great show, and then, Peter, thanks again.
15: Thank you, Tom. I really appreciate and, it.
11: And we'll see you around the campus. Thank all you. Right.
4: Thank see you, see you so soon. much, Tom. Appreciate it. Open invitation, buddy. All right, let's go to Phil from Blue Island.
11: Hey, the Peter. people that sorry, you've been um,
4: the people that you've been supporting. Yeah, go ahead.
7: So I'm sorry uh, that what happened to him happened, but, but since River Levy took all my time. <laughs> um that uh, that you were going to give me um peter do people have a right no let me ask it this way are people right in supporting uh the palestinians
15: you know what i think it depends on in what circumstances you know every single protest that's pro you know Palestine, it's different. No two are the same. Some are for turning the water back on. Some are, you know, advocating for a one party, Palestinian state. Some are advocating for a ceasefire. So I think that it's a very vague um, question. Well,
7: let's say, let's throw those three together. Add those three together and if somebody is protesting for those three, is is that okay?
15: Well, you know, if you're protesting for water rights for a hospital with children and women, yeah, I think that's okay. But when you're you know, when you're advocating for the genocide of the Zionist state and, you know, advocating for the genocide of Jews, you know, I, I don't think that's acceptable.
4: Okay, are you aware that? Wait, 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 Benjamin Phil, 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 Phil. You know what? It's yeah. always okay to protest. It's not always okay to hit people or, or batter people. No, 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 or, no, no. Or, or again, put people right, in concussions. I said, what,
7: you know, I, I I don't advocate that. I know but, you don't. But, again, but, uh, but. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, Benjamin Netanyahu held up a... a before everything broke off he held up a map he was at some type of a conference or whatever and he held up a map and this map did
4: now no longer have Gaza on that map and so all of a sudden and let me let me act well, well Phil, wait wait Phil before I he's here representing turning point I don't want to get into the politics uh I, I got to protect Charlie and, and his organization I don't want him to get he's not here to talk about the politics of all that He's here to talk about what what, what, what happened to him, uh, and I want to keep it that because I I, I want to okay, protect me... Peter. Wait, hold on. I want to protect okay. Peter, and I want to protect Charlie's organization. But I'll say this, okay, Phil.
15: You, you know, with Turning Point USA, we, we promote the idea of freedom of speech, the freedom of assembly, and the freedom of protest. And I think that everyone, if they're not calling for violence, should be able to exercise their right. If you want to go on the corner of your city and say, you know, I'm pro-Palestine or, you know, I'm pro-whatever. Go ahead and do that, but keep it peaceful.
7: Okay. So you were at a pro-Israel rally?
15: Yeah, we were at a Solidarity for Israel event. Correct.
7: Okay. So did you have any type of uh, uh, willingness to, when you stepped outside of that venue, to now join the
4: pro-Palestinian? They beat the hell out of him. He couldn't. No, no. Before he even again, got there, they beat the know. hell out of him. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, because did they, know
7: him from because
9: that? they hate what he was there for. Yeah. That's all? Why Why so would you he understand that? The venue, they just attacked him. There's a video. There, there's a video of this There's deal. several videos. Go to Christos on Twitter. I just followed him. The listeners should follow. Go look at what is out there. Let the video speak for him and the alleged protesters, and not the butt, they are rioters. But they aren't protesting anything. They don't like what he was affiliated with, so they beat him up and they beat his colleague up to threaten people. That's not the First Amendment, No. is it, sir?
7: Well, look, you know. Well, look, right, because you know
9: I'm right, and you won't agree with Ohio
7: me. I wants to talk about uh, 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 you know what he wants to talk about, but America is uh, just like who is that? Who's that? Trump said himself, "America is not innocent. America does not have clean hands." And I think y'all are quiet because y'all all know he said that. No,
4: we quiet because you're talking, he, huh? I said we're quiet because you were trying to make a point, so I was trying to let no, you. No, make no, a no, point.
7: but still, y'all usually cut me off. But I, I'm uh, Peter. I just did. I'm not I I'm hope you well. I hope you recover. Um I um, um um from From your PTSD, and I'm not making light of it because again, when I look at what's going on in Gaza right now, and you're talking about they're bombing mercilessly, and you can see these children being dug out by their parents
4: and, and you know so what you know I'm what Phil, Phil that's, that's that's you Phil at least I hope that you have a little compassion okay it's not but it's not about that, parents. Phil everybody has compassion he just told you that he that he had compassion yeah you know we the I'm,
15: people. I'm praying for the same peace that you want you know we're all praying for peace we all want the world to be peaceful like it was under president trump but you see now we can't even go to support israel in the united
1: states without being attacked by a mob right it's also probably worth pointing out that when you elect a terrorist organization as your government this is um, you might end up in hot water
4: that's true that's true i feel right, we got to go to break no, thank just- you <laughs> y'all just uh thanks phil my Phil. Uh, yeah no 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 i um I mean, you know that 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 left this progressive talking point make trying to make you feel guilty uh for all these type of things listen i it, it's unfortunate what's happening in gaza but that doesn't happen if october 7th doesn't happen men on the street take you when we get back
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome
4: back. Uh, Dennis, you know, first of all, Mike Pence has suspended his campaign. Uh, But you are... Shocking. You may be launching a campaign.
9: We are. uh, We're going to be running in the 45th House District in Illinois. It runs basically all of Elmhurst down to Hinsdale and it was a seat that was just lost by 300 votes in the last election cycle same map this is under the new map okay uh it's former representative mazaki had the seat oh that's right uh and uh we are going to be running hopefully we don't have a primary but i think there may be one yeah. uh but uh it's a a district i've lived in all my life and we're gonna, out on the street getting petitions so looking forward to Let's do a to, debate uh,
4: between you and your alleged if if there's a we'll uh, do it well i have no problem bring them on, with that you know
9: even the Democrat, who I'm, I'm aware who it is, but we'll talk about that when we get first things first. Yeah, ballot ready, John.
4: I th- I doubt if a Democrat would come on and, and and debate because they know how close you and I are. What? But you know I would be fair. You oh, know I would not do to, that.
9: I would love. I I would hope that you'd be harder on me than the Democrat. I would. You would be. I would. You know that. Um, let's quit really quickly. You
4: got about forty seconds. Man on the street, go. Forty-five seconds. Hey, Mark Wierba.
5: Mark Weirn, man on the street.
4: Real quick, you know, I'm covering the migrant situation. They're staying in 22 police stations,
5: 24 shelters. You're going to hear more about it. Quickly on Peter, good job. He's got. A, we're going to see him in Phoenix, December 16th, at a Turning Point American Fest. So if any of you listeners want to come out to that, Peter can give a plug for that if he's still on the line. Great yeah. show tonight. He's here live. Freedom, Freedom Summit. Freedom Summit, too. So Ma- get a
0: plug out for that, too. All Ma- right.
6: Mark,
4: right.
0: wait a minute! No. Wait, I don't, I don't, oh, all right, I don't, all right. I all
6: right.
4: No. <laughs> Peter, I wanted to give Peter the last word. Um, talk to the people. Um, what's next for you? Uh, say whatever you want. What's ever on your heart?
15: Yeah. So, what's next for me? I'm going to continue what I'm doing, what I've been doing. I'm going to continue working for Turning Point because it's a very supportive and one of the fastest, larging i mean, fastest-growing conservative organizations in the country. We're going to continue to start more chapters throughout the state and. Ever so slowly, we're gonna get our state back. Hopefully, yeah. so
4: well. Will you lead brighter days ahead? What did I tell you when I first told, when I met you, Governor? Uh, yeah, Governor. Mr. Governor,
15: get ready twenty twenty four. No, twenty forty six. Something like so that. One of Probably them. We'll, we'll figure what the it year out. year was? But
4: uh, Peter, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, I pray for you. Thank you. Um, I hope you get the help. Uh, don't please listen to what we're telling you. I, you you're gonna need it.
9: Yeah. No, I I agree, and and so please support him. And when people uh, deal with these traumatic issues, they should go get help. And you know that. That's Jeff. right.
6: God bless you. And I hope to see you even bigger than governor. Maybe senator on your way to be president. president. We'll, we'll say we, we knew I it. Hopes. Huff Daddy on the boards. Thank
0: you. The show is over.
4: Hey, <laughs> guys. I hope you head over to blackandrightradio.com. I've created a, a hoodie for my son who committed suicide two years ago. Uh, we're going to be supporting uh, a great organization that helps people with suicide. And, uh, Vilan, am I here next week?
6: Yeah, I'll see you next week. Yes.
11: Don't put your blame on